0: Hello and welcome to the brand new Northumbria Sport Podcast. We're kicking things off with a leadership series with our first episode bringing together six former student sport presidents to have a chat via Zoom. Expect books, memories, sports ball chat, 24-hour netball, Legacy Cup, Stan Calvert in Zambia, and how these experiences impacted on their careers that they have now. The Volunteering and Leadership Programme is proudly supported by the Aldi Graduate Training Scheme. To find out more about the Leadership Programme, and the Aldi partnership, visit NorthumbriaSport.com forward slash volunteering. This episode is loosely hosted by the one and only Kate Hansbury and me, Jen Rodin. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Yeah! <laughs> You're all on mute. Hi everyone. Hi!
2: Now then. Race, press Alton A. There you go. Yeah, I was, I'm still not good at this stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, carry on, Good evening. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey, hey. Great, how are we
2: all? Good.
3: Good, thank you. What a line <laughs> it?
4: thought, yeah. and I thought, um, what better way to start than to get all of our former student sport presidents together to talk about your time at university, being part of the leadership and volunteer program, and just to discuss all of the
5: lovely memories that you've got. Um, hello, hello everyone. So, um, I'm Josie. Um, so I was at Northumbria back in, I think I started in 2009. So, how long ago is that? I know, ridiculous. Um, so what do I currently do? So. I'm head of netball at a school called Trent College, so one of the top 12 sporting schools in the country, um, and pretty much work full-time in, acad- um, in, in academia and secondary education. Um, although my career path has changed a lot over the years, but um, a massive fan of sport, love everything about it, in particular as well, uh, international development in relation to sport. Perfect, thanks,
6: Jocelyn.
5: Grace?
2: Hi, so I was sports president 2019 to 2020. And um, my background's mainly in football, like a, like to University basically to play football. And now I'm working in a secondary school as a behavior and intervention support worker. So basically full-time in a secondary school, looking after the kids who maybe struggle to behavior a little bit more behaviorally challenged.
7: Perfect, Kerri-Ann. Hi, I'm Karen ann Hastings um, and I, think I did my sport press 2017
6: 2018.
7: Um, yeah probably then um, I carried on to do my master's in education uh, and I'm currently working at a school um, and in secondary PE and hopefully well I'm going to start my teacher training in September which is exciting finally you know extending my university days because me as well why not um, so yeah and hockey is like my main sport so that's probably what I've been kind of working towards so yeah perfect Mark.
3: Um, hi, I'm Mark. I was student sports president 2018 to 2019. Um bit of a jack of all trades but master of none when it comes to sport. Um, did a bit of boxing, bit of cricket and a bit of lacrosse. And I'm currently working in a behaviour unit in County Durham for students who've been permanently excluded out of education and my role is transitioning them to a permanent spot in education, whether that's back to a new mainstream school or to somewhere specialists depending on their needs.
6: Well, Adam? Yeah, hi, I'm Adam Barr. I'm just actually laughing because Josie said it was 2000, I can't remember, eight or nine. I, I started uni in 2011, graduated in 2014 and I think I was president then Um, after that for a year. Um, I currently work at Mary University, I'm the performance support assistant manager there so I'm um, um, specifically interested in performance sport and supporting uh, athletes on their dual career, so aspirations and stuff like that. And yeah, learn loads of enough umbrella. Um, sport-wise, I'm lucky enough to play futsal as well. I play futsal in the national league in England, um, and play a little bit for Northern Ireland as well. Last but not least, Hannah
4: Marshall. Did
8: you have subtitles on there for Adam or what? Because. <laughs> I was going (laughs) to carry on when first, just to test it. Too fair, I'm not much better. Um, I'm Hannah Marshall uh, and I started uni in 2010, uh, and I was sport president in 2013 to 14. Um, Similar to Grace, I went to uni because I wanted to play football. I was crying the night before I went and was convinced I'd be back home soon. And then, next thing you know, seven years later, I've still not left. I was lucky enough to do my master's in international sport management, which I absolutely loved. Um, and through uni, um, I played football, I played futsal, um, and then I went on to to be head coach of the women's futsal programme. Um, and I also got involved, you know, take a punch for Northumbria and do a bit of boxing, a bit of water polo and stuff like that. Um, and then I um, was lucky enough to go out to Zambia, which kind of – inspired me to do the masters in international sport. And then I spent a year in Malaysia. And then since then, um, I I was coaching football out there. Uh, And since then I've worked at Time Met College as a sport development officer, which is kind of just a mad mix of all different things um, just to do with health, wellbeing, sport and activity uh, in the college and really importantly, in the local community.
4: So have any of you got any messages to students who are either thinking about getting involved in sports volunteering or just getting involved in sport generally and and why they should do it
8: I, I remember um, when we were freshers back in like 40 years ago and uh, there was there was a girl who was like it was, it was funny when I first came to uni all of the girls that used to play football would all still like the alumni would still come out of us and still be a part of it. And that was always the way it was. And I remember like, obviously at trials you speak to a couple of people and I remember somebody saying to me that, you know, sitting around you now in this room, they're not just people you've came to trials with. Like these will be people that you'll be going to their weddings. You'll be watching them walk down the aisle. They'll be, you know, looking after your kids one day, like these will be your best friends for life. And I remember thinking, these people (laughs) now i'm joking but i was just like i don't think you know you're going to go to uni to make friends but i don't think you realize like like that I, i don't necessarily i keep in touch with a couple of people from my course but the people that i have like real genuine friendships with um a lot of them i did play football with but what i found is people i keep in touch with who are all over the world and in all different walks of life They're the type of people, like, you sport prayers, people I did leadership volunteer stuff with, people I went to Zambia with, um, and, like, genuinely, people I would, you know, call, like, genuine, genuine friends. And that's one thing that no matter what degree you get, if you win anything, if you win a books Champ or you win sports personality, like, nobody can ever take those friendships away from you. And that's, like, for me, the most important thing that you, you get out, like, and I see that more as I'm older, whereas when I first graduated, I was like, oh, I learned all these great skills. Whereas now I'm like, these are still like my best friends and I've been watching them get married and stuff like that. And I just think what an incredible thing that you, you don't think about those things when you're 18 and you're just having a laugh with people that are like you. You don't realise the impact that those friendships will have on your life. Um, and I, I would say that definitely is stronger if you join a sports team, if you join a leadership programme. Um, and it's just something that's so shared Um, that you'll take with you forever
5: I think on the the back of that what you're saying Hannah about the skill set now I'm old (laughs) so I kind (laughs) of honestly I feel it so now I kind of at the stage of my career where I will sit on the recruitment panels for roles and jobs um, and you know you see a lot of applicants coming straight from uni and yeah they've got a degree but they've got nothing to support it and as awful as it sounded it literally goes in the bin like I'm looking for more, and you know that will be one of the things that I sort of say to anyone thinking about doing volunteering. You know what? Just getting that piece of paper saying you got this degree from Northumber University or wherever—it's not enough anymore. You know, we want to see experiences. We want to see actual. Can you back up those skills you say you learned in your course? Can you back those up with actual experiences and examples of where you can put your knowledge into application? And I think that's absolutely massive. So that would be one of the things I, I would say to anyone thinking about getting involved. A, you're going to have the best time, exactly what Hannah just said, and you're going to get so much more out of it. But B... Your hat on thinking about what happens post university, you know, what's going to put you aside from from that person next to you in your course, and it's a win win situation in my mind, a total win win
3: situation. I think, on top of that, as well, it's the interpersonal skills you get from that as well. I mean, um, you can talk talk about like all the good times, everything, but within sport, everyone knows there is really bad times as well, and just on that resilience, I think you don't get that skill set from anything other than sport. Where you do, you almost do learn to lose a game and then come back. And it's how you almost deal with the bad days in sport as well that makes you such a better and more all-rounded person when you look at employability and everything like that. Just having that single skill that you get from sport is massive. And then you can talk about everything else. But there's so many different little interpersonal skills that you get off being on a pitch or in a boxing gym or wherever that you wouldn't get in any other environment. It just does make you a little bit more unique as a person compared to someone who's never shared that experience. Um, I think
6: it's massive. Yeah. I think, sorry, go on, Adam. Um, yeah, no, I was going to read it. What Juicy says, I, I'm not very lucky enough to sit on panels now. And I actually passed worked with Hitchies Board at Queen Mary for about four years over that now. And we've had interns for obviously different students who come on as different roles. We, we've advertised as much as possible. And I talk and try and um, talk to them about why it's beneficial. And, and afterwards, the, the funny thing is getting people into that is the hardest step because once they're in, you're like totally indoctrinated. You absolutely love it, love the experience, the challenges. And then if you ask anyone who's done six months or a year of something involving leadership or volunteering or whatever it is, they'll love it. I've never spoken to anyone who've done done that university experience in sport leadership or volunteering or whatever it is, and come out and gone, oh that was absolutely terrible. I've ne- I've literally never spoken to anyone. I'm not just saying that. And you can speak to everyone here about that as well. And That shows the power of how good it can be for you. But then. When you're sitting on those panels I and mean, your people are coming in with their cvs and and like answering the questions you just want to have a conversation with them you want to see how well-rounded their experience is yeah like great you play competitive sport but what else have you done in the world of sports the world of sports huge it's not just about performance at such a small small area it's about all the wider stuff like the stuff in zambia or the volunteering you just do on campus which is for me, extremely important as well, because students come from all different walks of life, different areas, different backgrounds, and we're getting loads of international students and stuff like that. So it's 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 such an important thing. It's like you should definitely do it and get involved in it. And yeah, it's great getting involved in the club, obviously, but the volunteer, I think, round me as a person much more.
2: I think what Adam said I was that person who wasn't bothered about volunteering or anything like that when I came to university so it was probably was the hardest part to get into it and like broken story, but truly like nudged us towards it and then all of a sudden I just find myself like I just caught the bug and then it just snowballed from doing like a little bit of volunteering to an internship to like another internship then helping out carry on with all different things and like I'm so grateful that I did get that nudge because I think if I didn't I'd be sat there like on the interview panels like when Josie and Adam say it, and I'd be like well I've done this in university, but I've got no experiences or examples what I can back it up with. Whereas, because I did all of those stuff at university, you can kind of say, well, actually, I did this and held this event with X, Y, and Z, or I had to communicate with this person or work with this organization. I think it does it does set you aside from the rest when, when you've got maybe 100 people on a, doing a degree, the same as you, but you have those extra things to add on your CV as well.
8: I, I was going to just say about, like, obviously, like the stuff about your cv and the stuff about the skills and that is all super important but you know linked to again I think you know I think even more so after we come out of this pandemic there's going to be a bit of a mental health crisis um well I think we, we we live in a mental health crisis you know life is is difficult as a young person and I think the volunteering and getting involved in leadership it gives you a purpose it gives you a sense of pride it gives you a sense of worth it connects you to people around you it connects you to people in your community and i i think back to time at uni and i'm like i had so much free time and I, i've always said that, you know, use um use the time you've got in those summer breaks between university in the holidays just going like it's not even about getting getting things qualifications or experiences to get jobs it's literally just a really good time and university is a time to figure out who you are and what you're interested in what like you know sets your soul on fire what do you care about and I think if you don't get involved in volunteering you don't see those things in community you don't see that thing inside yourself that you're bothered about whereas sport you can kind of play in competitive sport you can just kind of do what everyone else does because that's sometimes the environment whereas I think leadership and volunteering um you know it's been proven that doing other things doing things for others it, it does loads positive for your mental health um and i just think it, it can really increase people's confidence and it'll be interesting to see um because at, like at the college now i'm really struggling to kind of engage young people to get those experiences because events aren't happening there's not community provision going on there's not school stuff going on so like I think it's so important in terms of like, developing as a person um, and it's just like fun. It's genuinely just fun. It's not even for anything, you know, and I think you can easily just sit about at uni and, and do nothing because if you don't have a direction or a purpose.
7: Absolutely. Just adding on to that, I just think like it really puts, out, like, puts you out your comfort zone. Like every single time you get set a task from one of the staff members to go and do something, like it's so daunting but then it makes that whatever next challenge that you get set it's not as daunting because you've you've already accomplished something so it kind of is like like gradual progression I just remember standing in the quad and like Emily was just like what well, oh I, I call her what I can't say Emily and um, she'd be like right go and talk to that person and go and try and engage them and I was like I'm not doing that Don't, I'm not going to go and speak to a random artist. but like you need these skills to actually go and communicate to someone and that first step makes such a difference and there was one girl, that I think it was like women's football week. I don't play football, I can't do a thing. And I was like, here, go and, go and do some kickyuppies uppies for me. Like <laughs> give, it, give it a shot, you know, let's see. And she was fantastic. And she um, was like, oh, I never realized that um, university did sport. Um, and I was like, yeah, come along to the taster session. And it was amazing. Like the we got the ball rolling and she started- Was getting, that I like, oh. <laughs> did. to do <be> <laughs> <happy? laughs> like and it's just it's amazing that like your one contact with somebody can change somebody's experience at university for life and I think that's so powerful and actually just giving you that confidence that like you really need to put yourself out there and like somebody did that to me and and it's it's that bandwagon of like you grab somebody else to try and like get onto it and and it's just an exciting experience to help others and and be appreciative of like what you've got in your own sport. Like we're very all fortunate that we've been brought up into our different sports and trying different things. But university is an opportunity where you don't need to play hockey. You don't need to play football. Like you can play Quidditch. Like that's fun. I'll tell you that for free. Like, and it's, And you you need to have these experiences so that you can go into those job opportunities and interviews and be like, yeah, I've tried this, this and this. Like I'm open to opportunities. I'm open to exposing myself and having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset and really, really pushing the boat out. It's Yeah, it's an amazing thing to do. It takes courage to get into it. But as soon as you're there, it's like the bug, definitely.
8: I think as well, once you're there, you get the support as well, which encourages you to do more. So it was like nice to hear like Grace say that Brogan, kind of tried to get her involved. And, in like, I know, obviously, I was growing um, And then Adam was my VP. And I think, like, we've all probably had influence on each other, which is really nice. Um, but also, I think um, full-time work sometimes isn't as forgiving. So if you go straight from uni into full-time work and you've never had – I think when you're a volunteer or an intern, you can, you can make a few more mistakes and you can ask questions and you can, like – I would definitely say that about – university or you know you've got like amazing staff um who are really knowledgeable and um, fantastic you know lives as an experience like that expertise is there that support is there and you can get that whilst you're at university whereas if you just leave and go straight into a job and you not ask those questions you want to ask a full-time role might be, you know, less forgiving than 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 like um, in, in an internship role or a volunteer role. I think that's what's really key, well, the support is there, um, which isn't at every uni, isn't at every college. At Northumbria, the support is 100% there from the staff, which has a massive impact on the experience.
6: Yeah, 100% on that. This, this, just to reiterate, the staff are so important. Like, it's not only support, it's good support. So it's like, you know, because formerly you see them every year, like I still work in the sector. Every year they're um offer box awards, every year every year they're for different sort of awards and they're always winning stuff and they're always championing different things around the university and the higher education sector. And it's it's just it's amazing that you get that that support from those staff. I actually I think it was a couple of years ago myself and Kate uh, bumped into each other when Kate was collecting an award for um whatever they were doing at the university at the time. I think it was a volunteer. Um yeah. yeah. And I was like, that was still happening. And I remember when I was like, you know, 21 and Kate was teaching me all about how to even operate and do stuff. I was like, yes, that sounds great. So yeah, it's, it's good support and, and like leading in the sector support as well. So really worthwhile doing it. Adam, that makes me feel really old now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that's coming out is a um, market on it as well, especially during the, the times that we're in now is resilient. And then um, a few of you, when you first got your roles as student sport presidency, you'll cringe when I say this, but I used to sit you down and say, right, three things that you want to achieve this year. And you'd say, right, okay, well, you want to win Stan Calvert, you want to run a legacy company, want to do sports ball. And I know Grace, we've touched on it, but you you obviously didn't get to run a physical sports ball, but you did it virtually. And I think having resilience and thinking about different ways of doing things, massive. Uh, and it's something that's came out from, from everything that you've said. Um, And it doesn't matter that you didn't achieve them. It matters about the experience that you had getting there. And that's the kind of things that you talk about as well. We obviously can't go without mentioning Zambia. Um, And I know not everyone went to Zambia, but everyone's been involved in some sort of fundraiser to do with Zambia. Um, So who wants to kick us off and talk about our international
1: i um, volunteering. Let's
6: start with 24-hour netball. Because I've okay, yeah, I, I, I was just about okay, to say, it, it no. surely has to be Josie it since it's 24-hour netball, as the expert in 24-hour netball, again, <laughs> it was 4am. It and I'm not joking. I got pulled up for footwork. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was like, I was staring at her and she was going, blowing the whistle. I, I couldn't believe it. I, mean, I was so destroyed. I looked pale as a ghost. And she's like, the footwork's not good enough. I remember looking around for a substitute. People were sleeping underneath. There was like, you know, team the Team banners and stuff like that. There was no one. And then as we were playing on, she's like, just, just be better at it. I was like, it's 4 a.m. I haven't slept. Like, give me a break. Um, but yeah, it's that that event um is is so much fun. And I and I was dreading it going, but it was it was brilliant. And they might have different people for all around, obviously, not just in like inside, not from the university, but outside of that, the netball clubs that all come and get involved and everything is, it's amazing. And just putting that on and organising it's great. And and the stuff you do on the side of it, like karaoke, and I think we, we try to get a bike up to a certain amount of mileage and wow. stuff like that.
8: We did the course to course, Matt. We, like, why would we do that? Like, why? Would, we were already playing netball for 24 hours. It was probably my idea, to be fair. I was like, well, we'll just cycle because we need to promote course course as well. Um, <laughs> but I think I, like, absolutely one of the highlights of, of my of my time at uni and, and I would I would done it every year that it was on like other than the first year when it was brutal and it was just Josie basically by herself running around a netball court um and it was just you know, it was like one of the most fun times ever would the karaoke on at two in the morning I think me and James we house I was uh Aretha Franklin obviously uh, and he was um who was he then? Your man from one, um, and uh, it was just like you'd get everyone from all the different sports and and everyone come together, and it was like we were obviously the experts in doing all nighters because as sports people we used to like leave our work to the last minute in the library, so it was like just the most fun all night you've ever had in your life, and it was just. It was just unbelievable. And like the staff would come in, different teams would come in. I didn't really like playing with people who were actual netballers because it was just a bit too intense for me for 24 hours. Um, But like, I just think it was amazing. And I just remember like the countdown just being like the most thrilling thing. And some people would be in tears through the night because it was so emotional and so awful. And it was just, we'd get like a takeaway delivered. And, you know, you just talk about like such a unique experience whilst you're at uni uh and and that was it right there and it was like if you were a legend you were playing 24 netball get all of the good people from Northumbria sport all coming in but absolutely like all credit needs to go to Josie P on this like takeaway. away you
5: know what like I just remember we we had our fundraising target and I just thought right okay I've got I've got to make like a grand deal. what what am I gonna do and I just thought, well, I like netball. <laughs> so obviously I know a lot about netball. So why don't we just play it for 24 hours? You know, didn't really understand the concept of it at all. And next thing I know, we're actually doing the event. And it's amazing like how it's like it grew so much over the years. And um, I think the first year... Um, so I'm, I don't know if anyone played in that on the on the screen apart from Kate and Jen but the first year it was brutal. Um, we didn't have a huge amount of players. It was all netballers which made it so much worse because honestly the first whistle went and you think we were playing for like 10 minutes because we were like zoom, zoom, zoom across and I was thinking oh my God how are we going to get through this in 24 hours? Um, and it's just amazing to see that event just grow from like strength to strength I think over the years and I think the one thing about it was it i really felt like that was one of the events that put project zambia it was the ideals when i went into the forefront of so many different people and i think what it created by the time we got to it, i think my last year involved was maybe three four years of it was that every single person might not have been going to zambia but every single person had a little part of Zambia. Um, and it was just amazing to see that, and it was back to that idea of this community, this cohesion, this this unity, and we all had that common goal of you know getting through these twenty four hours. Um, and, you know, it just due credit to everyone that, that got involved with that. In the end, you know, we had our staff, we had local netball clubs, we had schools. Um, and it was just a great way to promote a fantastic cause um, and just pull upon, A, the heartstrings of the sports community. But also, just like I say, just gave everyone that little piece of Zambia. Everyone felt like they were in Zambia. We're all delirious at two, three in the morning when the tunes are on. I definitely think there are some funny stories though. There. There's some lessons learned. That that first year we ran it, we just obviously first it was so trial and error. I remember making a playlist because obviously nowadays you have Spotify. We didn't have Spotify back then. There was no such thing. So you had to get an iPod and put the tunes you wanted. And I think I put like 20 songs on. Imagine those 20 songs on repeat. If I heard 242, honestly, if I hear that song again, I'm like, nah, I'm out. Out. like that song just coming on repeat the same songs every hour um and it, yeah but it was really hard but it, how rewarding is that like when you look back on your time thinking I was there at sports central three in the morning you know I played netball for like five hours straight but I've just raised thousands of pounds for charity and you know back onto what you were saying um Hannah that that idea of you know service and charity work is so important and um, for your own like mental wellbeing and your own happiness and yeah, it's got to be one of the highlights for me. I do like the fact it grew and got better and better and more people involved and less netballers. It was so much better when we had less netballers. The more yeah. netballers we had, the better and more
6: fun the event was. <laughs> we, we definitely learned lessons, seriously, because um, I remember obviously we got the stage where we could like schedule different teams in for different reasons. And I think I, I kind of remember, either, either it said 1am or 2am, Like the, I think half the football lads rocked up and it's small things like that. It just, they keep everyone going, you going. And obviously different times where the hockey club came and, and like the netballers did come for a while, but then so many other clubs like boxing, whatever, came in and got involved. And I just remember like being so tired already and then like seeing the football lock come in it just gives you a second one. And then you see like the hockey club come in and it just it just gets you through the night. And like then like local umpires come in or whatever. It's, it, it, it was such a good experience. And yeah, we definitely, lessons learned, but amazing for starting at juicy.
8: I think what was what was great about it as well it became one of those things that everybody talked about so it was like everyone's buzzing for Stan Calvert everyone's buzzing for sports ball like I think until sort of like I think it was Josie's year was the turning point where that community really started and then I think it really built on in my year and I think that's the reason why we won Stan Calvert but like because everybody came together but these events became things that everybody talked about so it was like oh who's doing 24 netball this year I'm definitely going to do that and then one of your mates would do it, so they would bring them along, and then in my year, we started the dodgeball, which then was even bigger in Adam's year, and we had like the full arena, and that again became an event that was like, in the calendar, everybody had to go, it was like a full-on day, fancy dress, and it was like, so then through those events, people got talking about Zambia, and like like Josie says, not everybody was lucky enough to go, Um, but you would be outside Bamboo and people would be singing Con Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody knew. Everybody knew. The, everyone knew the songs. Everyone was a part of it. And obviously, the running joke would be, like, to anyone who comes back from Zambia, oh, have you been to Zambia? You've not mentioned it. Because you'll know yourself if you've been to Zambia or you've been in a room with somebody who's been to Zambia, they'll be telling you they've been to Zambia. Because it is literally, like, it. it I, you just I can't, like, I'm full of words, right? But I can't, you just can't sum it up. You can't sum up. How much the project means to the people involved, the impact it has on your life, the opportunity to meet students from other universities, um, and just like, you know, I went and lived in Zambia for four months. Like, when am I going to do that again? It was just unbelievable, and and like, it'll always have a piece in my heart. And I think, you know, anyone who has ever gone will 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 say exactly the same. And it was kind of like the experience of university, just like times a billion, because of everything we've talked about, being in those situations, like in front of 80 kids that don't speak English, you know, being thrown in a house where you, the electricity do not work and you have to, the way of washing for like two weeks because there's no water is being like a hippo and splashing water on yourself. And just that experience of literally just going, I'm going to go to Zambia. Like, I, I think it takes a special type of person to do that. And um, even the interview process was like, you know, my sports press interview was like something off The Apprentice, they sent half us home, like halfway through the day, but the Zambia interview was like <laughs> somewhere else, you're sitting in a room and people start coming in, singing, make a circle and you're just like, oh gosh and and you know, those experiences you, like you can see all of us when we're talking about it, I think that's what's so special, talking about Zambia, talking about our times at Northumbria, like we light up because it was so special and, and it le- really made us who we were and Um, it was just that these things became things that were like they were known about everybody wanted to go to Zambia and everybody wanted to go to 24 netball and stuff like that and it's just you know nobody can ever take that away you know I might never go back to Zambia but it'll always be with me that experience.
4: I think Northumbria is really lucky to be part of the Wallace group and part, part of kind of a group of universities who get together each year and it might just seem to people that you go out there for six weeks but it's so much more than that and I think Josie you mentioned it in your bio about international development and how kind of going to Zambia has kind of encouraged you to get into international development.
5: Yeah so my undergrad was in sport science and 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 to be honest uh I've always loved the idea of travelling and things like that, and um, I played a lot of netball when I was younger. And um, I remember saying to my mum, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not gonna go to uni. I'm gonna go to South Africa and become a safari guide." <laughs> like. My mum was like, no, you're going to uni. So I was like, well, fine, I'm going to study sport and I'm going to play netball. So see you later. So I went to like, that's how I ended up in Northumbria, so I could play super league. Um, so I was always like, oh, I'm just studying sport. Never really like thought too much about where sport could take me. And I was like, well, I'm studying sports science. All I know is performance sport. So that's what I'm going to do. And um, so I did like qualifications in strength and conditioning. I did some internships and that. And I was like, I'm going to go into performance sport after uni. Um, and I remember Jen always used to pull us in to do some volunteering and some coaching for her and she was like oh, can you come coach these kids can you come coach these kids and then slowly she was like have you thought about Zambia have you thought and, and she f- eventually got me in my final year and I applied for it and I just had the most life-changing experience I just remember like just remember I was like I was a fountain of hope and I just delivered a session and I just had the most incredible experience and some real heart to heart with a group of girls and 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 I just remember thinking I really don't care what my enzymes are doing like when I'm doing sport like I really care about this and this experience that I'm having and and sharing um this opportunity and and you know the, the, the how much i was growing and how much they were growing around me as well and 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 i just thought yeah this is what i want to do and um i remember coming back um and i think i had a little bit of time off because i was working for england netball and then i um, went to go study international development um and that was, for me was a complete career change i went from like performance sport potentially going into maybe strength and conditioning to going back to uni studying doing a lot more charity work and then i worked in the third sector so I worked in the charity sector for the last four years it's only recently that I've made the shift to do work full-time in netball again Um, but I had the most amazing time um, and the last four years as well working um, as managing a sports foundation has been incredible and I've had the opportunity again to go overseas and you know if I didn't go to Zambia I would never have had those experiences. And if I was to pinpoint the one experience which I think has had the biggest impact on who I am as a person, what my own personal values and beliefs are, it was that project, um, which is incredible. You know, that's just, it's huge, absolutely huge.
8: I think as well, when I first um, came into uni as well, like a lot of the girls that I played footy with were like going to Iceland, going to play in Europe, it was before obviously like the WSL and stuff. Um, so, and I remember saying like, "Oh, I'm not very good at footy, so I like I'm all right, but I'm not going to, you know, be able to go and have those opportunities." And someone was like, "Yeah, but you're interested in coaching, and you love sport, and you're really passionate, and you, you're involved in volunteering. So use that." And similarly, to Josie, like I was like, "Oh, right, Mint." So I went to Zambia, absolutely loved it. Like, say if that was the one thing that, and it sounds it sounds cheesy, but it genuinely does change your life. Uh, and and in, in similarly you know I made some really amazing friends through that project um and I think it's a way to connect people forever as well in the same way that uni was so I might not know somebody that went to Zambia from Cardiff met the year after me but if I met them I know we'd, we'd get on great um and then equally like when I've, I I came back from Zambia I decided to do international sport management as my masters um and then I, w- I was just really motivated to again use that use my passions to go and see the world, to go and travel. So yeah, people might go in like a bit of a gap year, go to Australia, New Zealand, whatever. But you know, can you use those skills that you've got? You don't have to be an elite athlete or you don't have to go and just work in a pub in Australia. Like you can obviously there's nothing against that if you want to do that, that's amazing. But like um go and use those skills to go and work abroad. And, and I spent a year coaching football in Malaysia, which is is not something that I probably would have done um if I hadn't been to Zambia because I was confident that I could literally drop anywhere throw in a sport in that environment in something I was passionate about and I would enjoy it um and I, and I think that learning that lesson um that you know the world isn't such a massive place um and and that you can go and have those opportunities I think like certainly you should like push for international sport opportunities because they're the ones that really really challenge you um and again, like, find out who you are and, and what you're good at, what your strengths are. I remember in the interview, I ask you, like, what's one thing that's 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 going to annoy people like you live with in the house? And then you've got to be self-aware. You've got to learn all these skills. Um, and I just, like you say, I, I'd be lost for words to describe the, the impact it's had on my
6: life. We, um, it's actually Hannah. Myself and Hannah right together because Hannah was the, obviously, like, team leader out there. Oh, the think. gaffer. <laughs> yeah, she was the gaffer. And I asked for things to annoy Hannah. Anything I say or did after week three, I think just just <laughs> just got on Hannah. But the the experience of being in Zambia is, is inc- absolutely incredible, and and yeah, it is tough to put in new words. Like I, when I was going, Hannah was pushing to go out there. Was like I remember having a conversation, and Hannah was like, "So Zambia," and I, I was like, "I'm not too sure I want to go or not." And Hannah just went, "No, you're just going." It was just Zambia, full stop. It wasn't like a question mark or anything like. You saw Adam apply, go. We went to the interview stage, and I remember doing like. Right, you have to do a session plan, and you you bring out so you've got you're gonna have five footballs and twenty cones, and you go out and you'll have one basketball, and you're like, okay, run the session, you want to run, but now you only have one basketball or something. I was like, what? And that's exactly every week. Like we we end up the placements and stuff like that, and and stuff like that. It was it was absolutely incredible, and it was so grounding, and it, like it has such an impact in my life now because we we are super sport within sport, especially competitive sport. Like come in and the courts are immaculate or the pitches are immaculate. You've got 55 footballs or futsals or hockey balls or whatever it is, got the most up to date footwear or whatever you need. The kids are incredible. And then you go there and it's just super grinding, And they're just so thankful for everything you do. And and you're trying to do the best session you can. And, and there's no grass at all. There's just like, you know, it's, it's just dust basically you're playing on. Um, and it just, the, the, the thankfulness and how appreciative they were of you being there is such a big impact both ways you know obviously it makes you want really to try harder like I was going up and I was like I'm going to be a better coaching session than tomorrow and I know I only have one deflated ball and no cones so I'm going to make that work better and you, you really put your heart and soul into doing it and then at the tournament at the end when you see them doing really well and it's, I, like it really gets to you and, and how much they're going to obviously miss you and miss you being our coach there it definitely impacted me in a different way and made me much more grounded and I came back completely different person we actually went and there's loads of fun things as well like and there's not just the, like all oh, outside is absolutely incredible you, put, you get to do some life experiences i did the bungee jump or the bungee fall in my case where my legs didn't work and i just kind of toppled over the edge i did like we i raced against the two um top 100 meter sprinters from, from zambia like by the time i had finished the 100 meters they were in their cars on the way home lucky like, you know what i mean or whatever i i was just absolutely it's, it's an absolutely incredible experience and and every day was a different experience in zambia and a different amazing experience for its own way even as like i love popcorn i absolutely still love popcorn but every time i was going getting on a bus in zambia i'd be buying popcorn and and there'd be like chickens in the bus beside you or stuff like that and you'd be like what's going on here and you'd be bartering with people and learning all those skills and i was actually um i kept my and my friend said are you worried that you're not going to be able to speak to the players um out there when you're coaching them but, like they won't understand you and and, and I said, obviously. Players haven't understood me for the last four years in women's football, so it's not a big task for me. But everyone speaks sport, and that's a beautiful thing. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, you bring out your sport, people speak it. Like, you know, there's people learning to play volleyball for the first time I was up there, and they all really enjoyed it. So it's so universal, definitely sounded absolutely incredible. Obviously, we couldn't get you all together, and I know it's a bit, this is a tough one, Stan Calvert,
1: because um, we haven't had it for a couple years which is it is gutting but Kez Prez I guess is is the last press to lift that cup just yeah tell
7: us about it um yeah it was the weird thing was it was kind of like uh when I was lifting it I kind of had that feeling this is kind of going to be the last one in a way and just the way that it kind of worked out like even the build-up to it like my hockey game was cancelled so I couldn't play and I couldn't playing my last Stan Calvert and I was like this is the weirdest thing I'm lifting a cup that I haven't I feel like I haven't even contributed like contributed to but actually as soon as I lifted that and the it didn't matter whether I played or not it was about how everybody who did take part in the sports that we were able to get involved and actually be able to compete against Newcastle it was it was huge and it was a bit of a like okay we've we've done a great job and kind of like it was important that we
1: won that last one and put a stamp on it kind of thing. And I guess, Mark, I mean, just obviously we're talking about leadership, we're talking about resilience, talking about all that. I think that was a bit of a week, wasn't it? You know, when we, I remember me and you sat in um, an office in Pandan with James, the student comms manager, about, well, how, how do we write a press release about this? So, I mean, you must have drawn a lot from that experience, even though it wasn't the one that you wanted to have. Oh, you're on mute. Proper twenty twenty, twenty
3: yeah, one. <laughs> I'm not used to it. Um from a personal perspective, it was it was it was a massive week um, for me and it it almost was one of the biggest things that happened in my year as um, as sports president. It was really emotional, really, because obviously, like Kerry Ann, I'd only known Northumbria Winston, in my whole time at university. Um, and it was something I wanted to continue and it was something I was very excited for. And obviously, it wasn't meant to be. Um and my big thing was I was so worried about telling the Northumbria students, not because I thought it was going to be a backlash on me personally, but because I thought I knew how disappointed everyone was because of how much that build-up to the event, the excitement of the event and the competitiveness of the event meant to every single student who was able to A, compete, or B, was part of the club and just supported. Um, it It was massive, but the student bounced back from that. Was something I was so proud of and it made us and I think everyone see it's proud of being part of Northumbria where the clubs themselves then went and organised their own fixtures I think that says a lot about our students and our community and like Ann said the fact people just wanted to play Um, so it was disappointing but then again it was a really proud moment for me to see all of these clubs say no we want to play in Newcastle it's part of our year it's something we love and whether it's Stan Calvert or not we want to have that competition against our sort of local geographical rivals and yeah it was a mix of emotions about the massive disappointment then being really proud of those individuals and those groups who went on to do that
1: yeah and a uh, last kind of question for me really so like you all a lot of you've had shared experiences as sport press or volunteers or interns or in clubs at, at Northumbria and stuff obviously I know a couple of highlighted Zambia but but for everyone else if you were to take say one moment, one experience, one thing from your time kind of with Northumbria Sport particularly that's kind of impacted on what you're doing now or what you want to do in the future? What do you think it is?
6: Is that a bit big? Um, I, I think it's a big question. Um, Quickly before I answer that, like, it's, it's so good to hear everyone else's stories about Stan Calvert because um, I remember Juicy's year. And I came to see Juicy as like football press, and football basically lost the Stan Calvert because we managed to <laughs> screw, it, screw it up. Let's not talk about it. But it's San still, Juicy. it's still so but we, still so. But you've got people here. who have lost the Stan Calvert, won the Stan Calvert, and not had the Stan Calvert. And in my opinion, and don't get me wrong, that was a super special moment. Like me lifting that trophy on behalf of every single person there, the staff from the Vumbria and the students. That's that's something i always remember, but it's the journey so much more important. Like if someone came up to me at the end going, by the way, Adam, we just cancelled the trophy presentation everything, I wouldn't have cared. I really wouldn't have because everything up there was so special right down to the netball final second winner for me. And I, I, I'll never forget that. Like I, I've never been more involved in a netball game in my life. I was like, I was like, "Shit, don't shit. I was like, "Why am I coaching? I know nothing about Nepal." I was, like, "You just do what you're doing." Like I was so involved in it, but yeah, it, it, it just shows that no matter we've all had such different experiences there. Like, not it doesn't matter. It's that whole journey throughout the year that accumulates in that final week, weekend, day, night, whatever it is. Like that, that's the important thing. And and as for the moving on to the one one thing that i would take away, it's, it's for me it's probably being involved in the futsal setup at Northumbria, just because. I was play I played in it and I absolutely loved that. And Michael Gottden's one of the best coaches I've ever worked with, but also just a really lovely man who I'm still friends with now and still call for a bit of advice now and again. But free futsal, it like got me involved with obviously coaching. I'm still involved in that maxi currently did my master's at St. Mary's University um in, in sports coaching. But got involved with all the women's side of futsal, which is like completely different to the men's side. In, in loads of different positive ways and just getting to know all those personalities and then meeting different people who had different experiences and volunteering and everything like that. It was like, it's like, futsal was the catalyst. They then go on everywhere else and I remember as soon as I joined up and obviously my sister previously was a sports press as well, kind of forced me down if I probably should mention her while I get in trouble but Rachel like was like, right, you're going to uni, you're doing football, you're doing futsal and you're getting involved with um, like volunteer and I was like, what? I was like, I'm not even there yet and I, I remember I, like yeah just that futsal was a catalyst that was the first week and then week two yeah I went for an interview as a sports activator with um, Kate and everyone so yeah like
8: I, I actually remember you walking into North Street and getting absolutely kitted out by Rachel Barley I literally was <laughs> walking as a little skinny 18 year old
6: yeah those days are gone <laughs> <laughs>
5: And um, I, I think it's really hard, I think, to put it on like one single sort of thing that had a big impact. I, I, I mean, my journey at Northumbria lasted not as long as Hannah Marshall's did, but a pretty long time. You know, after um, I went to work for England and netball, I came back and I worked at Northumbria for, I think, about two, three years. But at that point, I've been on the payroll for about, I worked out when I left, I think I've been on the payroll for about, seven eight years because I'd been coaching the university teams um so I had such a massive journey I really like the word you use there Adam but I think if I had to pinpoint it back down and I think it just goes back to that idea of volunteering and how much that's branched off to different things so I think you know all those sessions those netball sessions I did for you Jen when I was like 18 year first year of uni um taking you know these old kids from like this quite difficult group of kids for a netball session um at Coach Lane um you know on I think it was like Friday night or something and then I think about you know every other time I've done volunteering and you know strength conditioning and facilities I I did loads of different internships and all of that's led on to something you know even just some of that volunteering on that coaching the netball I'm really lucky now that I've been able to grow and deliver on the England netball pathway for a long time and now I'm working with Loughborough Lightning now moved relocated down to the midlands and that all started with that one session that i did in sport development in first year of uni and i think that initial volunteering has had a massive you know impact i even look at cricket like volunteering and doing cricket captain what did I know about cricket nothing and then I worked and ran a cricket foundation for four years and I've been over to Kenya out in Laikipia working with the Maasai on cricket and to tackling female genital mutilation and it all started from cricket at uni which is just mad and that just one little bit of volunteering and how just that tiny little you know opportunity can just grow to an endless Um, you know endless opportunities and you can go so many places so I think hard to say one thing but I think I
8: can characterise it all within volunteering. I think that's like the thing about going to uni initially it's like it's it's really hard as well the older you get to put yourself in a situation what's like out of your comfort zone or just to say yes and I think that would be for me is similar to what Josie says is like just to say yes just to do things um because I think as well as like say if you're you know you've excelled in your sport you've excelled academically as a young person you've been good at school in various sports and this that and the other. it might not be until you're like 21 and you fail and you don't learn what that's like I always remember Adam saying about how we kept winning Stan Calvert saying how can people know joy when they've never known pain because like me Josie Adam we'd all lost Stan Calvert and I think at Northumbria, sounds silly but I really like I didn't like feel like I learned but there was a really really strong um kind of like um like idea that you just give things a go and also that we cared like so I remember going to Zambia and other you know kids from Sterling and Cardiff and that and they were like I've never known people like love their uni so much and I think at Northumbria like it taught you that like it was cool to care about stuff it was cool to be bothered that you would lose a game and I think when I first started back in the day 2010 like you cared about your sport and you cared about like doing well but you didn't care about Stan Calvert and the impact that your game had on other people and you didn't care about the university it was just different Um, and I think like Josie says is like I remember it was like Rachel who got me into volunteering at the uni and, and I'd took on an um, an internship and I remember thinking well I'm just like a fresher like that nobody knows like I'm not going to get that internship and you just go for it and then the next thing you know is like oh we need somebody to play cricket on Wednesday where you play and you just you find yourself if you have that mindset of just saying yes to stuff like I can't think of something I said yes to that wasn't a positive experience in the setting of like Northumbria sport I mean water polo was just like controlled drowning for 40 minutes but like you know resilience and uh you know having a laugh at yourself and I just think definitely you know having that mindset and I think it's so easy now as young people to kind of be to lose yourself in this kind of like like in Instagram and in your phone and in you know we're very disconnected especially at the moment in the pandemic and I just think that volunteering just literally throws you into situations and and you just gain so much self confidence from that. So I would just say, like that mentality of like, like care about something, whatever it is, just care about it and, and get involved in it. Get get you get yourself stuck into that and just give things a go. Like worst case scenario, you hate it and you just leave it. But you know, I, I didn't even want to go to uni, and then like say I was still there seven years later. So just absolutely just that mindset, I think, is is what I would. And I think reflecting now as an adult, I'm probably not the same as I was at uni. Um, So even more important to especially do it whilst you're at university. Anything particular? I
2: think for me, it's like the full Northumbria sport community. Like I think Stan Calvert's that iconic that the moment when I was in Gator College as a 17 year old and I said, right, I'm coming to Northumbria. I had buy a ticket to come to St Calvert and that was just the way it was and like watch Brogan lift the cup I didn't even know what a sports president was and I was like Woo, yay!" <laughs> um, so I think that for like Northumbria sport community is just definitely like what kind of drawed me to the role and kind of without the people who I had in that community whether it be like um like Hannah Marshall <laughs> Hannah Marshall like Brogan like Kerry-Ann and um, even like Jen Kate like helping us through all them steps from being like a fresher who didn't have a clue how to use the student card to all the way to like doing a virtual sports ball I think you kind of want to do that role. so that you're rebuilding you're repaying like you're you're getting the next lot of like sports presidents or vaping sport whatever it's going to be like you getting them to come back like through the like through the cycle really and it just kind of continues and continues and I think it gets bigger and bigger as like you no know, from your sport it doesn't matter where you're a three times books champ or you're the performance analysis student you all come together at the end of the year and celebrate it so I think like i came to university mainly to do sport but I think I fell in love with more so like your support system and supporting the students and I think that's why I've gone down the route of education because I want to support the students in terms of helping them become like volunteers and like what I was when I was younger.
8: I think that community thing is, like, so important for life, is it? Because it's, like, you know, like, me helping some the next VP, like, that doesn't take anything away from me as president. And it's the same in life, you know, you helping other people. It doesn't take anything away from you. And I think, like, that's so lush to hear that, Grace, that like you said about community. Because I know I'd said that to Kate, that that was, like, just such a massive thing. And it's just reassuring to hear that that was everyone else's experience as well.
7: Yeah, I was about to say just, like, I don't even see it as a community i see it's more like even a family like i just remember coming into Northumbria. so like my brother went to university at Northumbria, and as soon as i like he'd spoken about me to all the hockey girls and he was so excited to like take me to the freshers uh this uh, sport fair and like straight away as soon as i walked through those doors, i just felt like I we all had the same passion it was sport weather and it didn't really really matter as Adam said about Zambia like we all communicate sport and we've all got that drive and commitment to each other and we just want to like it's kind of like a team as well like you just pull each other together and try and get involved with as many things as possible and I like just thinking about that I genuinely couldn't pinpoint it but I think hockey is one of the things I think Hockey and football were definitely known for getting involved with everything, no matter what. And I'm sorry, I have to mention her. Ali said Cole, she was like diehard, would get involved with everything. Same with Emily Same, like, in every single person within hockey would try and push you. And and as you said, Marshall, that it actually, I can't even think of a time that I said. Yes, something and regretted it within Northumbria Sport I loved every single minute whether that was doing the faster higher stronger dinner that we randomly did and we're like trying to help out with staff or doing the seat covers I hated that but it was so funny at the same time like you you do look back and laugh and and I definitely I think I would have to just put it back to hockey and joining that community joining that family and like bringing that teamwork all together um and thank goodness with the staff members as well what I love about Northumbria you're not looked as a number you're looked as a human being and as a person and an individual who every single time that I was engaged within the sport community they wanted to help me like everybody wanted to help because they wanted to share the exact same experience that they had and and make it even better for you so you can both have that similar like common value of what Northumbria sport was so yeah to bring it all together probably just Northumbria sport as general was just class. It was so cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think for me that it sort of that, that links in really well what I'm going to say, because mine was 7.30am on a Wednesday. So <laughs> that was when that was when we were boxing. Um, and Mark Telford used to make us our coach, who was one of the best coaches I've ever worked with, used to have a spa in, until nine o'clock on a Tuesday night. And, then, okay, at half seven in the morning, we're going to do a skill session, and then we're all going to go for breakfast. And you'd drag yourself out of bed. Like what student gets up at half six in the morning to go for a session like that? And you'd like drag your feet down Sandyford Road to get into Lipman Gym, which was always about minus 20 degrees because it was a basement. You'd get there and you'd see there'd be another 15, 20 people there. And then you just would just manage to do a warm-up, you would do the skill session. Mark would always insist on having a team photo. And then we would go off to Ellison Building to have our breakfast and you'd be standing there with your team thinking, well, do I dare get a full English in front of me coach when he knows I need to lose this much amount of weight to get in the books or do I go for porridge? And then you all sit down and he's having that really nice bonding time. He's like, and then you're looking at it's half eight in the morning, campus is just coming to life. But then you've had this session with your teammates. You've had that bonding and it is, it's that family, it's that togetherness, it's doing everything together. It's working well, towards that common goal with each other. And it's, it's being around these some of these amazing people, like if it wasn't for sport, I would never have met them. Maybe there's guys who have boxed with her now in the army. There's people who are still working in sports. people all over the country. But we have that one common interest of getting punched in the face. Um, some of us more successful than others. Um, but we all did it together and it's kept us bonded and we still keep in touch with each other. And it's absolutely amazing. So from yeah. one memory, it's that little time frame, that once a week where you would all get out of bed and do the same thing together and then have that team bonding. It's just something it's so unique and it's not something i think you can get in any other setting and it's just it's quite special really and it is that family well it's quite emotional isn't it mm-hmm. um,
1: can we I, all come I, back <laughs> uh, i was going to try and summarize a little bit on that bit but i think it is a bit cheesy but i think after all that i think you all love a bit of cheese so i think what you're all kind of saying is that it's not always about the destination but it's the journey and the people that you're traveling with so like you said there you've all had different destinations stan calvert book champions boxing, whatever whatever it might be, but that that thing that's like linked it all together, it's the journey, isn't it? It's that Northumbria journey that you've had, which has been different in times and it's ended up in different places, but the people in the journey have made God like you lot who you are now, which is amazing. Um and I mean it's great for us as well. It's and, uh, you know how much we get involved and yeah. Sorry. I was to gonna on.
4: say as, as kind of staff members, like obviously we we're so lucky to do what we do and obviously leadership and volunteer program has gone from strength to strength and that's only because of the people that have been involved in it and i knew i was going to enjoy tonight but i didn't know i did i just didn't know until you all get back together and you all start talking about things and there's just there's so much we could talk about that goes on over the years and i think jen and i are still lucky that we get to kind of see students come through and listen to kind of um students experiences and see their journeys and things but i think the reason we chose you is because you've all got something so special and you, you're so good at talking about it. Actually, like you say, Kerry-Ann, it, it means something to you as well. And I think because we've all been part of something, never mind whether it was with Josie when you were sport press or Mark, when you were sport press Grace last year, it's kind of so good that we can all come together over a course of what, seven, eight years and still talk about things. Um, with the same passion with the same drive and determination and, and volunteering has helped helped you do that and helped you get to where you are today so um, just a, a massive thanks really from, from me and Jen and all
0: the staff at Northumbria I... Thanks for joining us for our first Northumbria Sport podcast we'll be back with the next in the leadership series in March talking with some guests about women in leadership but next up is part of the Student Union Volunteer Week Sportsab Rory Kavanagh talks to a number of our current volunteers and interns. Tune in to listen to their experiences and why they think you should get involved too.